I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. A year ago, this week, the world began to shut down. I don't know about you guys, but this year was pretty defining. I saw a lot of people in my life more clearly. Some for the better, some for the worse. It became a lot more evident who was willing to put others first and who wasn't. We lost people, but it also deepened connections with those closest around me during this time. It showed me things I took for granted. It launched this podcast, which has likely changed my life forever, very much for the better. COVID and everything around it brought the good in with the bad, but was just pretty life-altering all around. And now, as we slowly climb out of this pandemic, we all see the world a little clearer on the other side, and hopefully we will not take things like travel, events, mass, or a kiss on the cheek for granted ever again. While we're on the topic of the pandemic, the Senate finally passed the COVID relief package. A little altered, though. So why does it matter if the Senate made some small changes to this ginormous bill? Well, it means that it now has to go back to the House to be approved again, because just to be clear, All changes that were made need to be approved by both bodies of Congress. This bill passed with the narrowest of margins, but that said, Biden is very excited to sign it. He said of the bill, quote, it wasn't always pretty, but it was so desperately needed, urgently needed, end quote. We will definitely let you guys know when it passes the House again. For our next story, Pope Francis in Iraq. 
So it seems like a very unlikely combination. But Pope Francis is actually currently becoming the first pope ever to visit Iraq. It was also the first trip that the Pope has taken since the onset of coronavirus. Why? Well, it's really a combination of things. So let's dive into a few of the reasons. First off, Pope Francis noted that there's a need for peace and stability in this region. Both poverty and violence are things that Christ sought to address throughout his life. And that's a big part of why Pope Francis is going there right now. Another reason is that Iraq does does actually have a small Catholic community. And they've never been visited or ministered to by the Pope. Their numbers are dwindling these days as Catholic engagement is globally. So the Pope also sought to visit these devout Catholics who tough it out in Iraq, a gesture that really seemed to mean a lot to them. The community members said that they had been waiting a long time for something like this. Additionally, Iraq is the area really known as the cradle of civilization, where a lot of major religions began, including Christianity. The Pope just on Saturday visited Ur, a small city understood as the birthplace of Abraham. And yet, it has only been defined in recent history by its vast turmoil. The 84-year-old Pope will actually make a journey across the entire area that will take him to pilgrimage sites across this region. And the last reason for his visit is obviously interfaith dialogue. There's a lot of interfaith tension in this region anyway that has nothing to do with Catholicism, but the Pope certainly hopes that him reaching out could foster better understanding and maybe even start a dialogue potentially helping to stabilize the region. He's happy to be that olive branch. The visit was just three days, so it was obviously just the start of a relationship and an obvious symbolic move all rolled into one. This was also somewhat of a dangerous trip as the United States has been pulling back troops. And as we mentioned in some stories last week, this has only emboldened the Taliban and increased levels of violence across the board. But Pope Francis has proved again and again that he is not afraid to do anything if he truly believes in the cause. And for our next story, the state of Mississippi is having to pay a man named Curtis Flowers $500,000 for 23 years of wrongful imprisonment. So, in case you're not a total true crime addict like I am, I will go ahead and back up to explain to you guys who Curtis Flowers is and why he's being awarded half a million dollars by the state of Mississippi. 
So Curtis Flowers is a black man and most likely someone's idea of an easy scapegoat in the rural town of Winona, Mississippi. He had been a former employee of the Tardy Furniture Store where four people were fatally shot in 1996. People brought the story of him People bought the story of him being a disgruntled former employee of this store, coming to take vengeance on the place. Spotty witness testimony plus botched police and legal efforts were all chronologued in the true crime podcast called In the Dark that covers every detail of this case. Even the NFL players had been wearing decals on their helmets in order honor of Flowers and the injustice of his convictions. The podcast really helped to expose this wrongdoing on a national scale, and all four convictions of Flowers, which basically stood on zero evidence, were overturned. And now, a judge has ordered that Flowers not only be released, but also be paid $500,000, which is the most someone wrongfully convicted can receive in the state after he spent years on death row as an innocent man. His story is one of hope, but also one where the justice system truly failed a man. And while we're on the topic of justice for a wronged black man, jury selection begins this week for Derek Chauvin, the killer of George Floyd. So real quick, before we dig into the story and all the new updates on this case, I just wanted to make you all aware that there is actually a bonus episode that we produced a while ago on the specific topic of Derek Chauvin's legal charges. We walk you guys through exactly what he's charged with so that you guys can understand each charge fully and what they mean specifically in the state of Minnesota. That way, once the trial starts, you guys will be good to go in understanding what the lawyers need to prove exactly. As always, you can find this episode by simply scrolling towards the bottom of our podcast feed. Anyway, so what's going on with this case now? Well, first off, a higher court in Minnesota ruled that a lower court must reconsider adding on the charge of third-degree murder. And that would be because the prosecuting lawyers want to be able to downshift the charge if they do not convict on the more serious second-degree murder charges. You see, they cannot come back and try Derek Chauvin again. They get one shot at this. So they need to cover all of their bases and go ahead and charge him with anything that might stick in this case because there's no second chance here. Additionally, the jury selection process is scheduled to begin today, which basically means that each side's legal team will have chances to eliminate jurors they think will be biased against their cause. This process is really important to the trial. 
But if it is held up by the whole third-degree murder charge debate, this may draw out the entire process and even cause delays. The National Guard has already been deployed to address any disruption that these decisions may cause, and they are definitely likely to cause some disruption should the third-degree murder charge not be upheld. We will definitely keep you guys posted, and that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Every accomplishment starts with a decision to try. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.